Welcome to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. To learn more about Hope and our weekend worship opportunities, visit HopeChurchMemphis.com. Today's message comes from Senior Pastor Rufus Smith. Today, I want to look at sheep. Why does Jesus call us sheep? And before I delve into that particular topic, I need you to tell me what is a sheep's favorite fruit? Banana. <laughs> okay, okay. What is a sheep's favorite form of dance? Ballet. I heard somebody say. <laughs> what do you call a Protestant sheep? Baptist. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> she said, keep going? Okay. What do sheep in Mexico say for Merry Christmas? Feliz Navidad. <laughs> keep going? No, she said stop right there. <laughs> but actually... In the New Testament, sheep are no laughing matter. We use the term sheepish today. It connotes being weak, sometimes being dumb. But that is not what Jesus meant when he called us sheep. Here is the sermon in a sentence. If I eat what the shepherd feeds. And if I follow where the shepherd leads, I'll end up in green pastures. Can you say that after me? If I eat? Yeah, with a little bit more vim, vigor, and vitality. All right, wake up the person next to you. If I eat what the shepherd feeds, and if I follow where the shepherd leads, I'll end up in green pastures. So my question to you and me today is, what are you eating that the shepherd is not feeding? And where are you following where the shepherd is not leading? Be honest, am I in a pit or am I in a green pasture? Because even if I'm following the shepherd, I will end up in some valleys, in some pits, but he will be there with me to pick me up and give me a hand up by bringing me out. Here is what John says, Jesus' words in the Gospel of John, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Four times this personal pronoun, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. And so why did Jesus call us sheep? 
one because sheep are highly valued. In the ancient world, sheep were highly valued. Matthew 12 tells us this. He went into their synagogue and a man was there whose hand was withered. He had a deformed hand. And they questioned Jesus saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they may bring charges against him? They were trying to trap him. But he said to them, what man is there among you who has a sheep? And if it fell or falls into a pit on a Sabbath, will he not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable then is a person than a sheep? Because on the Sabbath day, they were testing Jesus so that they could find an excuse to persecute him. And they did no work on the Sabbath, but Jesus reminded them that if a sheep fell in the ditch, in a pit, you would exert energy more than you should on the Sabbath to lift it up because sheep were valuable in the ancient world. They still are today. And Jesus says, this man who has a deformed hand is more valuable than that. If you will do it for a sheep, you don't want me to do it for a man. And so he healed him. In fact, in the ancient world, there was no animal that was more valuable than sheep. And that's why Jesus called us sheep. Why were they valuable? They were valuable for four reasons. One, they provided milk. More healthy than cow milk. Two, they provided meat. They were valuable, three, because they provided wool for clothing. Clothing very necessary. And four, they provided religious sacrifices. Did I do that right? You can spell out the rest religious sacrifices. That made them highly valued, not only for Jewish feasts like Passover, but also Muslim feasts. It was the most valuable animal in the ancient world. And here is why Jesus called us that, because when we know our value, then our spiritual self-esteem will go through the roof. Not our natural self-esteem, which is based on a whole lot of human affirmation, but our spiritual self-esteem. Our spiritual self-esteem is based on what God says about me. Because the truest thing about me is what God says and not how I feel or what others think. I'm going to say that again. I'm highly valued because the truest thing about me is what God says and not how I feel nor what others think. 
And so I'm highly valued no matter what my facial features are, no matter what my age is, no matter what my body type is. I'm highly valued by him no matter what my educational background is or my economic status is because the truest thing about me is what God says about me and not how I feel even in good times and not what others think. So Jesus called us sheep because we are highly valued. Here's another reason he called us sheep. Because sheep live their best lives in herds. Sheep live their best lives in herds. That is, in groups. We do much better together. Human beings were not designed to live alone. And so Jesus called the sheep to call attention to the fact <clears throat> that we would do much better in herds or flocks or in groups. We cannot be too dependent because that leads to um, uh, codependence. We cannot be too independent because that leads to arrogance. We have to be balanced and be interdependent. That's how sheep lives their best lives. Animal scientists and shepherds say that sheep can remember up to about 50 faces at a time. That's human faces and sheep faces. So they are social beings. And as social beings, they befriend other sheep. So much so that when those sheep die or stray away and get lost, they miss them. And so it is in the body of Christ. We are interdependent. We need each other. And God has created this biological family. That's one level of herd. But he's also created the spiritual family. That is the church. That's another level of herd. And he's also created other Jesus followers that we can be a part of. We have to be a part of these herds or else life is too big and will overwhelm us. Now, is Chris Johnson in the room? He's not. Um, Matt DeBennis in the room? Yeah, come here, Matt. Come on, Matt. And Matt is our, we call him Matt our ace. He's our adult Christian educator. Come on, ace. Come on, ace. He didn't, he didn't know I was going to do this, and I'm embarrassing him. He didn't know I would do this. We have to be a part of herds. We live our best life. Otherwise, we easily break. All right, Matt, take this stick. Now, I know you're strong. Can you break that? Snap it. Snap it. Wow. <laughs> now, this set is not so alone. Can you snap this? I don't know. Snap it. Ooh, he snapped it. But it was harder, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. As long as it was harder. This is a stronger herd. Can you snap that? <laughs> he's, not, he's trying not to mess up my illustration, but go ahead. Break it. Break it. 
But that was harder, right? Yes. That was much harder. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Ace. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sheep live their best life in herds. Let me ask you a question. Are you here today? And within this congregation, do you have friends? I'm talking about friends that you go out with or you spend leisure time with or that you are in some small community group praying with them, sharing with them, caring with them, studying the word of God with them outside of these walls. If you don't, you need a friend in this congregation. It is possible to come here week after week and month after month and see each other in passing and not really develop friendships and not really be connected to the herd. Did you know that? If that's you, I'm challenging you to find a friend in this fellowship because when you do, you will live your best life. When we are in herds, biological family, spiritual family, other Jesus followers, then we not only survive, we need them for that, but we also thrive as well. So sheep do better in herds. Here's the third one. Sheep hear the shepherd's voice and obey it. Sheep hear the shepherd's voice and obey it. They not only hear it, but they obey it. Here's what John says again, Jesus and John. They won't follow a stranger, that's a sheep. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't quite understand what he meant, so he explained it to them this way. Yes, I am the gate, that is, I'm the door where the sheep come in and out. Those who come in through me will be saved, rescued, delivered, expanded. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life because I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold, that is, people who are not of the Jewish persuasion. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, and there one day will be one flock and one shepherd. My sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. When I was growing up, my mom and dad said, boy, did you hear me? I said, yes, no, I said, did you hear me? Yes, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. They wanted to know not just are my words reverberating through your ears, but are you hearing me with a view toward obedience? We don't like that word, do we? But that's what sheep do. They hear his voice. I know them, and they follow me. They follow me. Jesus is called the Lamb of God for several reasons. Yes, he was humble. Yes, he sacrificed. But primarily, he's called the Lamb of God for this reason, his unquestioned obedience. He's called the Lamb of God for his unquestioned 
obedience. And that's what he wants us to emulate or imitate as well. Unquestioned obedience. That's a word that we do not like. Amen? Amen. We don't like obey. I remember going to my doctor's office. I do it every year. And every other year or so, he gives me a full examination. He says, take off your clothes. I said, I don't know you like that. <laughs> but guess what? I obeyed because I know he has my interests at heart. I'm driving down Walnut Grove, minding my own business. These blue lights come behind. Woo, 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 woo. And I said to myself, I don't have time to stop. I got people to see. I got places to be. But guess what? I stopped. I obeyed. We don't like to do it. And so it is in the spiritual realm. My sheep hear my voice. Which voices are you listening to the most? Am I listening to the most? Is it the media? Is it NBC? Is it CBS? Is it uh, ABC? Is it MSNBC? Is it Fox News? Is it PBS? Is it entertainers or the uh, celebrities? Which voice am I listening to the most? My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. So when it comes to the Lamb of God, what he wants us to emulate most is unquestioned obedience. I know them, and they follow me. Here's what Philippians 2.8 says. Philippians 2.8 says that he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So much so that he obeyed God that he died a criminal's death on the cross. When I give God unquestioned obedience, it may mean me losing some things. And I'll die to self. My reputation may take a hit. My life may take a hit. My economics may take a hit. So I have to ask myself, where am I not obeying unquestionably? And you know why the sheep obeys unquestionably? It's not because they completely understand the shepherd. It's because they have a deep and abiding appreciation for the shepherd that transcends reason and emotion. And I don't know about you, but when I think about the great shepherd and his goodness and grace, it causes me to have a deep appreciation for who he is, and that obedience causes me to do things I otherwise would not do, sometimes define reason and emotion. That's why he's called the Lamb of God. He hears and obeys. And here's the last thing. Sheep cannot bear heavy burdens for too long, so they need shearing. Sheep cannot bear heavy burdens for too long, so they need shearing. Watch this. Left unattended in the hot summer, sheep would still have all their wool attached. This would be like wearing a thermal clothing in the sun. The wool would make them sweat, which would attract flies. Warm, sweaty fleeces make an excellent nursery for maggots. Flies would come down, lay their eggs, and within 24 hours, hundreds of them would literally begin eating the sheep alive. It's as ugly as it sounds. Sheep wool grows continuously. It needs to be shorn for the animal's comfort and well-being. There has been a recorded case of a world-famous sheep in New Zealand by the name of Shrek, who hid from his owner for six years. 
Every time the farmer went over in his helicopter to gather the flock, Shrek would hide in a cave, evading detection. When Shrek was eventually found, he could barely move as the wool was weighing him down. The fleece collected from him was so big that it was enough wool to make 20 large suits. Cheering begins with all the flock being gathered into the shed where one by one, the farmer will take the fleece off of them using a shearing machine. The fleece taken from the sheep is wrapped up and placed into wool bags. Once all the sheep have been shorn, a lorry will take wool bags to the nearest wool board. Here the wool is separated and checked into different types depending on the breed and quality. It is sawed, blended, carded, weaved and finally dyed. From here, it is sent out to the manufacturer where it is made into many different products. We're not made to bear heavy burdens too long. God has to shear us. Sometimes he shears relationships. Sometimes he shears habits. Sometimes he shears philosophies that lead to poor practices or beliefs that lead to bad behavior. He has to shear us from time to time. Here is what Jesus says in John 15 as he's talking to his disciples. Every branch which is part of me but fails to bear fruit, that is to be productive, he cuts off, shears off. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes or he shears so that it may bear more fruit. So in either situation, I cannot escape shearing. As a Jesus follower, if I'm not being fruitful, then God will shear me, remove some things from me so that I can bear some fruit. And if I am being fruitful, then he shears or cuts off some things so that I can bear even more fruit because we're not designed to carry heavy burdens too long. So when God is shearing you, He's not punishing you, he's pruning you. And he's getting rid of heavy burdens so that you can be all that he has designed you to be. Let me close with this. That was a young man who lived in a small New Zealand town. It was a rancher's town. And he was walking by the ravine one day and he happened to see a sheep as it was laying by the ravine. It was on its back, all four legs in the air. And he knew it belonged to Shepherd Bartholomew, so he ran to Shepherd Bartholomew's house and said, I found your sheep. It's down by the ravine, and it's dead. The shepherd sped to the side of the sheep, and when he got to the sheep, he put his hand to look at the pulse, and he looked into his eyes, and he said to the young man, the sheep is dying, but it's not dead. He said, well, let me tell you what happened to this sheep. He said, this sheep wandered from the fold. And when it wandered from the fold, it got hungry. And when it found something to eat, it ate more than it should. It found something to drink because it got thirsty. And it got down by this ravine and it drank all the water it could. And the wool got wet. The wool got wet and weighted it down. As it was trying to come up the ravine, it fell on its side. And then kicking on its sides, trying to get back up, it couldn't get up on its own. It fell over to its back and its legs were in the air. And as it was kicking and using energy, the gases and the blood flowed to his head and he fainted. This is a dying sheep. It's not a dead sheep. And so what he did is he took the sheep and turned it on its side. 
And he began to massage the sheep and so that the blood and the gaskets could be distributed equally throughout his system. And then he turned the sheep on its uh, legs, all four, and he held the sheep and he massaged the sheep from head to tail. And the sheep began to feel normal and get frisky. And finally, he said to the sheep, follow me. And the sheep followed him home. You know why I like that story? Because that's me and that's you. Isaiah 53 says, all of us are like sheep who have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. The songwriter says, I was a wandering sheep and I did not love the fold. I would not hear my master's voice and I would not be controlled. But when he found me in the pit, he came and massaged me and brought me back home. You know why I love the great shepherd, have such a deep appreciation because of his goodness and his grace. The great shepherd deserves my unquestioned obedience because he is the beauty that banishes my blemishes and the sweet that surmounts my sorrow and the tranquility that transcends my trouble. I love him because he was sinless in his steps, silent in his suffering, sacrificed for our sins, and the shepherd of our souls. And when I wandered far from home, he came and found me, picked me up, and brought me back. He is indeed the great shepherd. So here's my challenge to me and you. What am I eating that the shepherd is not feeding? And where am I following where the shepherd is not leading? Has it led me to a pit or a green pasture? Now, if you're in the pit and you're willing to follow him, He'll be there with you and lead you out because if sometimes God chooses not to allow us to avoid the storm, then he will be with his sheep and calm the sheep in the storm. So I'll close with this. And if you get it right, I'll sit down. If you don't, I'll preach another 20 minutes. <laughs> so here's the sermon in a sentence. If I eat what the shepherd and if I follow where the shepherd, I will end up in, you got it. Amen. Let's pray together. Oh, gracious God, our Father, we, we thank you that you call us sheep because we're highly valued. Remind us afresh today that the truest thing about us is what you say and not how we feel or what others think. And we pray that you would help us to know our value so that our spiritual self-esteem will go through the roof and we can live with courage and confidence in this life. Thank you for reminding us that we as sheep do better in herds. May we surround ourselves with your spiritual herd, your church, so that we're not easily broken by the issues of life. May we not be too dependent, that leads to codependence, or too um, independent, that leads to arrogance, but 
Help us to find balance and be interdependent where we make ourselves available to people because we need them and they need us. May we hear and obey your voice. Hear it with a view toward doing what you want us to do, even if it causes loss on our behalf. For Jesus, the Lamb of God, humbled himself and was obedient even to the death, a criminal's death, on the cross. And then thank you that we as sheep are not designed to bear heavy burdens too long. And so you shear things from us so that we can be more fruitful on this earth. Thank you for being the great shepherd who know our names. And may we follow you. In the name of the King of kings and Lord of lords, even Jesus, our Savior, we pray and praise. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. I'm Daniel Openness, musical worship director at Hope. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience previous messages, videos, and our live worship experience, visit the Hope Church Memphis YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.